Welcome to Tales from the Couch. I'm Dr. Fran Cohen-Praver, internationally known clinical psychologist, psychoanalyst, and relationship expert. I invite you to join me in a front row seat in my therapy room. In these tales, you'll be privy to my patients' innermost thoughts, feelings, and desires. You'll learn what makes them tick and hopefully about what makes you tick. To protect the confidentiality of these patients, I have disguised their names and identities and I have created composites of their interactions with me. The roles of my patients are not played by themselves, but instead they're played by professional actors. So today's tale is called Why Lasting Love Eludes You, and this is part two. In our last show, we examined why an enduring love can be elusive. It's not as though you're not trying to find love or you don't fall in love. It's that love doesn't last. Perhaps you desire a loving long-term relationship, but at an unconscious level, you may fear it. One of the common issues is a fear of abandonment. You've already met Claire, an accomplished woman with a tragic childhood, an alcoholic mother, and an absent father. Her history was full of abandonment. We've been working on her feelings of loneliness, depression, shame, and anger. Claire has been looking for a committed love, but when it comes her way via Liam, she balks. Liam is all she ever wanted. They share interests like theater, music, and the outdoors. Most importantly, he loves not only her, but her children and even her cats. They're good friends and they're great lovers. Yet, when he proposes, she puts the brakes on. Hmm? But why? Clearly, she desires a lasting love, but she fears it. You'll soon see how her childhood interactions and losses affect her adult life and why she fears intimacy. When Claire first started therapy, she took the seat farthest from me. Her mother was not a reliable figure, and of course she transferred those feelings to me. She saw me as though I was her mother. She couldn't trust her mother, so she couldn't trust me. Over time, she has learned that I'm not like her mother, and now she's feeling safe with me. Today, Claire arrives on time, and she looks fresh and cheerful in her yellow jacket and her navy skirt. She walks briskly into the room, and she, she sits on the couch close to me. Hi, it's such a beautiful spring day, isn't it? Yep, it sure is. Spring brings with it new growth. And so let's see how we can bring new growth into your love life. That'd be great. We were about to talk about your other romantic interests. You've told me you were married before, so what happened? Well, um, I met Rob when I was young, fell in love, and we had two children. On the surface, we were a happy couple, but... I don't think at a deeper level. You see, Rob had a drinking problem. Mm, I can see why you weren't happy. Maybe he was happy, but I wasn't. He would disappear for days. He'd come back, he'd vow to stop, which he would do for a few days, but eventually he'd relapse. He ignored the kids and me, and he couldn't hold down a job. He just refused to get help. It sure sounds like an ordeal. What did you do about it? I got a divorce. Hmm, does any of this sound familiar? The divorce part? No, the drinking. It's as though you married your mother. I'm not sure I get the connection. Well, we tend to repeat the familiar. 
your mother was an alcoholic, and sure enough, you married a man who was also an alcoholic. After I interpreted how Claire found a man to replay the old drama with her mother, she got it. She really got it. Yeah, I see what you're getting at. I tried in vain to sober up my alcoholic husband like I tried in vain to sober up my alcoholic mother. Hmm. Fixing people gives you the illusion of power, but it's only an illusion. Actually, I felt powerless in both cases. Yeah, I'm sure. That's because you're at the mercy of someone else to change, and so you relinquish your own power to them. Yeah, you know, I think I see what you mean. I wonder about your other relationships. Well, after I divorced Rob, I met Alan, a sober, serious cardiologist who was successful, but he was stuck in his ways. He adored me, and I felt secure that he would never leave me because he was 20 years my senior. He just made me feel safe. Any other reason to feel safe with him? He was a devoted family man, and he spent lots of weekends with his children. He was protective of them and of me. I thought he was solid, and I... I looked up to him. Hmm. He told me that his heart was with me forever. But it turned out that his heart was still with his wife. The weekends with his family included her. Oh, my. How did you feel when you found out? I felt sad and angry with myself that I was duped. You're still blaming yourself instead of him. I tried to get him to leave his wife, but he didn't leave her. Instead, he left me. He broke my heart. Well, once again, you're trying to fix someone. And once again, it didn't work. No, it didn't. It's ironic that he fixes broken hearts and he broke yours. But unlike his patients, Alan left you to fix your own heart. You can say that again. I suffered, but I survived. I can see that too. Actually, Matt helped. I met him six months later. Uh-huh. You know, unlike Alan, Matt was 15 years younger than me, and he wasn't yet established in his career. He told me I was his inspiration, and he would go back to school to get his MBA. He really needed me, so I was convinced he would never leave. And what else did you like about him? Oh, Matt was dark, tall, and sexy. We had a torrid love affair, and I fell for him. Of course, other women did, too. I tried to get him to grow up and stop seeing other women, but he just wouldn't. So once again, you tried to fix someone else, and once again, you lose in love. That's, that's the story of my life. Oh my, here's some Kleenex. Thank you. It needn't be the story of your life, Clara. You've been involved with men who were just not available to you. It's like Liam is available, he's obtainable. You've told me he's everything you could possibly want. Unlike other men, he doesn't need fixing. Liam's looking for a committed, lasting love with you. Everything you've ever wanted, just like you said. Nevertheless, you're putting on the brakes. I'm so afraid he'll leave me too. I felt her fear permeate my body, as I too have loved and lost and feared losing again. No doubt you have experienced those feelings, which one of us hasn't. Avoiding intimacy is a response, which is what she's trying to do, but it's not a solution. Claire, I wonder about your solution to preempt him by leaving him. 
it's like, you know, you can't fire me. I quit. Doesn't make much sense, does it? Not on the surface. But let's dig a little deeper. And you'll come to terms with your fears. And then, and only then, can you work to overcome them. And we did just that. Claire and I worked on that. Claire, who feared the pain of abandonment, chose men she couldn't have. At an unconscious level, she repeated the original family drama. A mother who abandoned her to alcohol and a father who left both of them. This was a familiar scenario. Like Claire, you may often repeat the old trauma in the hope that this time you'll get it right. Involvement with unavailable men has yet another function. In a strange way, if you fear commitment, men who are not fully there for you are safe. Sounds odd, doesn't it? But that's because you can't experience a full love with them. So if they leave you, you have lost them, but you have lost everything. For example, if you choose a married man, who do you think he spends holidays with? Not you, he spends it with his wife. He's with her Valentine's Day, he's with her New Year's Eve. And after making love to you, he goes home to her. So you never have all of him. That means if he ends the relationship, you've lost him again, you haven't lost all that much. On the other hand, a man that commits all of himself to you can be scary. And that's because if he should leave you, you lose everything. And you can feel devastated. You really can. But it's a risk you take. Unfortunately, repetitive patterns of behavior get locked into the brain. The more unobtainable men you choose, the deeper the brain stems in this impossible dream. The good news is that your brain is plastic or malleable. The brain is not a rigid structure. As a matter of fact, it's a soft assembly of circuits. That means when you create change, you change your brain. Fresh positive experience can help create new neural pathways in the brain and dislodge the old painful experiences. Claire was determined to change. It took time and therapy to work through her trepidations. Recently, she told me she's ready to give love with Liam a chance. And she's in the process of doing just that. She no longer feels lonely and she feels happier and more hopeful. Claire's fear almost killed love. And here's hoping your fear doesn't kill love for you. Yes, love is a risk. It sure is. But would you rather risk getting hurt or risk not realizing the most human basic need, a lasting love? No contest, is there? So why not take a chance on love? To learn more about the plasticity of the brain and how you can use the brain to find lasting love, read my book, the New Science of Love, How Understanding the Brain Squiring Can Help Rekindle Your Relationship. It's online. It's by Sourcebooks. Does any of this resonate with you? I welcome your comments and questions. If you enjoyed the show, please tune in to my next Tales from the Couch and tell your friends about this. And please, please share this with them. Claire was played by acclaimed actor Elaine Kessler. You can reach Miss Kessler at voicemelody at aol.com that's voicemelody one word at aol.com to see more about me and my work check out my website where you will find my blogs my clinical experience and how to reach me my website is www.drfranpraver.com 
Again, it's www.drfranpraver.com. <laughs>